What up, everybody? Episode 36 here of Trapped in My Mind. I'm your host, Seth. And today with me, I have my first couple on the podcast, and I'm super <laughs> fucking excited. So I got Kelly. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> and Teo. Yep, Teo. So it's going to be a different look, and I'm really fucking excited. Um, Kelly, we've been trying to get you on for a while. Yeah. And just, you were living in what, Colorado? Yeah, I was in Boulder. Okay, so trying to orchestrate that was a little bit difficult, but then you hit me up, you're like, hey, I'm in Michigan, yeah. let's do it, and then you're like, hey, can I bring my boy on? I'm like, you sure can, let's do it. So we didn't really get a chance to uh, really meet one another. Once you came in, I just said, let's sit down, so to put you on the spot, just tell me a little bit about yourself, please. Um, I'm from Redford, Michigan. Uh, born and raised here. I lived in Phoenix, Arizona and Fresno, California for a little over two years. Um, never went to college. I work in trades. So like I do a lot of hands-on work, construction, stuff like that. Um, not a whole lot else, man. I like to play a lot of sports. Okay. Uh, I, I was a four-sport athlete. I had a couple scholarships, but I just Jeez. never did the school thing. So like, but uh, I don't know. I enjoy the arts a lot. Really creative person. I like to cook. Cooking is something I love. Hell yeah. That was a whole an undersell. Lot of that. You're a really creative person. Like, mm. No, he is really. That was an undersell. Well, sure. I already am feeling embarrassed because <laughs> you said you, you work in crafts and I don't even know how to fucking mic a, or <laughs> put up a, a mic stand. So he's probably over here like, oh, Jesus Christ, this guy. You got to get it right in the wall, man. Yeah, well, I didn't. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. There's I'm a first even... for everything. <laughs> you said what? There's a first for everything. Yeah. Well, see, that one turned out okay. No, that's but... great. That one, that's what happens when somebody comes over here for the podcast, the mic falls down, and I try to put it back up in a rush. Oh, so I just kept putting a bigger hole, bigger right. hole, bigger hole, and now it's a thought hole. <laughs> <laughs> falls down. So, but, no, awesome. You said you were living in Fresno? Yeah, Fresno and Phoenix. I lived in Arizona, too, so. What, why'd you move out that way? Um, My family just kind of had some, like, falling out, and so I kind of just wanted to center myself a little bit more and, like do some inner like soul searching in a way and so i spent a lot of time like in the grand canyon and like death valley in california and stuff and my brother stays in san francisco so like i already had some family out there but i don't know the whole west coast vibe i skateboard too like damn dude he's gonna have been like a really good skateboarder that was an undersell too yeah that's kind of bro i fuck with that skate skating is sick as hell for one every skateboarder whether they're trying to like look cool or not they just have this natural vibe about them that I wish I could capture. Funny little aside about skateboarding. I used to skateboard when I was like second, third grade. And basically that meant going to one curb, looking up, going to the other. <laughs> going to the other. But then I like probably in like ninth grade, 10th grade, while my buddy was like getting ready inside, I saw a skateboard. I'm like, let's see if I can fucking do an alley. Broke my wrist. So Ooh. I respect anybody that can skateboard. I'm blessed. I haven't broken a bone like that, but. I knock, mean, you better knock on wood. Yeah, for real. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into that. Fucking former gymnast. Yeah. Um, no, shit. Oh, I just have to ask. Do you watch skateboarding at all? Like, Are you familiar with, like, Nigel Houston? Oh, yeah. I know all those guys. I mean, like, I think it's cool they put it in the Olympics. Like, and it's, like, more legitimized now in society. But at the same time, I feel like there is, like, a, like a low-key art to it that, like, you only find, like, in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you won't find it anywhere else. So, like, the competitions and stuff, they're cool, but, like, I, I feel like it's art in a way, so, like, there shouldn't really be rules, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's the only thing I think is kind of, like, a downside of it being more globalized now. But oh, yeah. it's still unique, though. Like, I just think it's one of those things that has its own way of flowing, so, yeah. So, yeah, once I mean, once you make it a competition, then you put rules around it, it's not as, like can't express as much right i mean i i'm not the artist here so i can't really speak to it right. but i could understand that yeah that's really what it is like it's just like they kind of trying to brand it in a certain way you know and it's like it's been unique since the beginning the origins of it are kind of like off the wall so it's cool to have it stay that way but i also think it's cool that it's getting recognized more you know people are it's more socially acceptable now yeah like, what skating yeah like yeah. way more they like when i first started skating when i was like 10 or 11 like, you couldn't go anywhere, like, without people, you know, calling the police or, like, you gonna hurt yourself. Like, that was their whole, like, thing. And now it's, like, 
people are like, well, that's cool. Like, I want to see them land this. Like, hell yeah. So that's been an upside of it for sure. Dude, anytime I see somebody skating down the street, I'm like, I just want to see a kickflip or something. <laughs> probably not even like that hard, but I mean, it's very difficult to me. So I always find it super, right. super exciting. Yeah. But all right, man, good shit. I, yeah. I don't want to leave you stranded. So oh, no, what? What if, what if? You, what, go ahead. She got a whole. She got a whole lot. Yeah, that's a big can of worms right there. Well, I was just gonna say, what you, just to keep it light, real quick. What what you've been up to recently? Well, oh so God. why'd you move back to Michigan? Honestly. Or why'd you move to Denver in the first place? Because I don't even think I knew that. I moved to Denver in the first place because I got a job. So I so I moved to Philly initially yeah okay. so like i've been everywhere <laughs> so i was at state and yeah. i got my internship with godiva so i moved out to philly and then when i was at philly i was like i hate this packaging shit i like only got the degree because like it was unique and it was like engineering and it was yeah. science and i thought it would be like a competitive edge for med school so like while i was out there i was like all right i'm gonna move into medical engineering so I moved into biomedical engineering and I got a job at Boston Scientific. So I moved from Philly to Minneapolis okay. to get my foot like in the door. So like I moved to Minneapolis, went to Boston Scientific, worked there for about like six to eight months. And then Medtronic ended up contacting me because of one of the projects that I did for, it's going to sound really weird. I worked in men's prosthetics. So okay. it was like male prosthetics. It was for like erectile dysfunction. Okay. So it's like penile prosthetics. Okay. Well, I mean... <laughs> Everyone but has that. Some people have that. So need. it's like it's awkward to talk about with a lot of people, but like I mean, it was really cool because I worked with a lot of patients that had like prostate cancer, so they like lost their ability for like you know. So it was like a really impactful job, but so I helped on a team that like prototyped a different engineering device. But Medtronic knew that I was a part of that, so they reached out and offered me a position. Okay. So then I moved out to Boulder, Denver area. So I like worked in Denver, Boulder area for a little bit. Okay, I, this is just a very curiosity question i guess what a, what does a prosthetic i'm just a little confused yeah on what what that would what be it like. looks like well not necessarily what it looks like but or what it is is like. it used so that way you can like have so, sex yeah so it like okay. restores your sexual health it's like a, it's like a strap on <laughs> no so it's like they have different variations of it so like one of them is I, I mean like honestly there's really no way to like say it that is I, one of them is like a balloon pump like I mean okay. really it is like the pumps go in your balls and like the actual part that like gets hard goes in your penis. so do you need like a uh, is this like a surgical procedure yes oh, okay. no it's a full surgical procedure okay and it's an elective procedure obviously so like it's not a procedure that like just because you get prostate cancer you have to get it like okay this Lord. is a procedure that it's like if you had prostate cancer and then lost your ability for sexual function and you like want that back you can elect for it and ask okay. for it and most insurance companies if you had cancer obviously they'll cover, will, they'll cover it okay jeez I didn't know that. but so i got to like sit in on a lot of these procedures and i mean like you know, it is, like, a little crass to talk about, and, like, people yeah. do get, like, a little awkward, but, like, it is a really big deal for, like, a husband and a wife who, like, went through prostate cancer, and, like, you know, yeah. he lost his ability, and, like, it's a really sensitive situation, so, like, when you're able to restore that part of someone's life, it honestly is, it's a really cool job. Like, it was a really impactful, like, thing to do. For sure, and this could be a dumb question, but yeah. it, it restores, like, the pleasure part of it, but he couldn't, like... No, you can't. It doesn't restore like at the uh, reproductive part. Okay. No, so he like you're not able to reproduce. Like I guess technically there could still be some way potentially. I mean, I'm not obviously yeah. I'm not like an OB/GYN. I wouldn't know well. Fair. Enough, but like, I, I doubt it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, but it's like the intention of those devices is simply to restore the like the pleasurable part of your repro like your reproductive. Okay. Part. Which I so, think, yeah, is important. Which is, like, important for, I think, most couples. I, so. would, I would say that's probably fair. <laughs> but so, like, weird weird job to kind of walk into. But at that point in time, I was willing to take kind of, like, anything that was in medical engineering. Because I just, like, wanted to get my foot in the door. So Yeah, like, and I was going to ask what medical engineering was. But I think that, I think you kind of make it, it makes sense to me, I It's, think. like, all medical devices okay. within, like, a specific specialty. So I started in men's urology. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to, now I'm in neurology. So I do all like brain devices. 
Oh, so, so does that explain why you moved back to Michigan? Mm-hmm. You got a job here? No, I still have the same job in neurology with Medtronic. They just let me work from home now. Ah. So you yeah. wanted to come back to Michigan. It was a choice. Yeah. Nice. I did. I wanted to come home. Okay, so then how did you guys meet? We've known each other for a long time. Yeah, that's <laughs> what? like, yeah. I met her when I was probably like 14 or 15, I'd say. Yeah, 15. Because so, her, her cousins went to school with me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I knew her family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then, like, I forget where we was even at, but, like, she came with her cousins. And, like, I was friends with her other cousin. Yeah. He, like, my age, the same age as me. So, yeah. um we just yeah we met like when we were real young and then we like we stayed friends you know what i'm saying yeah, for, yeah like, we were friends for like years yeah. and we always like kept in contact because we got along really well okay right but then but that's like, like all it was we were never like more than friends no nah, yeah. not for a while because like we was just so i mean she okay. was at, yeah she was in school and stuff and like i didn't really go to school i just kind of worked like i was about making my money at a younger age <laughs> okay so, I just kind of went that route, but I knew she was up at school, so, like, I would go and visit her sometimes, and yeah. then one time we was up there, <laughs> and a group of people that I, I knew, but didn't know that she knew, they, like, went and got lunch with us, and, like, the one dude that was there, he was trying to be friends with her, like, he, he was, was at, trying to hit on me, yeah, he was trying like, to get with me, okay. and it was, yeah. like, I... I'm not really, like, about it. <laughs> yeah, no. And she, like, started talking to me the whole time so that, like, she didn't have to talk to him. Ah, <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, like, she's asking me about, like, stuff. I'm like, why is she trying to ask me about this right now? And then later there on. There was escape she, at that time? Yeah, yeah she told me like, later on. for a cop out. Right. She was like, no, nah, I just wasn't trying to have to converse with that them people. I was like, no, nah, that makes sense. I was like, okay, I see where you're coming from. And... But then, like, she was out in Colorado for a while, so, like, and I was in, you know, Arizona and California, so, like, but we still stayed in contact to a degree. But, yeah, we were, like, FaceTiming every day. Yeah, and then this year she came home, or it was last year, wasn't it? 2020. Yeah, yeah. but you came home for Christmas, she came home for Christmas, and um, she was just like, I'm in the area, like, we should hang out, we should, like, get some food or something. And then we just, I mean, we started hanging out, and then, she like, two weeks went by, and she was like, well... I mean, I'm going home for to Colorado soon, like, but yeah, I, I was like, I have to go back. Right? Yeah, she's like, I gotta go home. You I know? was like, like, I don't live here. Like, yeah. I need to go home. And then we he's like, what the out, hell? But right. we were hanging out literally like every day. Like we spent the, from the second I like got home from the airport until the second I had to leave together. Pretty much. So, yeah. so when you hit him up and said, "Hey, we should grab food or whatever." Was that, uh, hey, I'm interested, or was that uh, just, hey, let's... No, I really, like, just wanted to see him, because he was my best friend. Like, okay. honestly, like, because we talked all the time. Like, he really was my best friend. Like, and honestly, anyone who, like, knew me knew that he was my best friend. Like, we were really just, like, that close. Mm-hmm. And, like, okay. we told people, like, that we were best friends. Like, we really were. Like, yeah. It really was just, like, genuinely, like, that was our relationship. And, like, mm-hmm. we were fine with the fact that we were... But, like, see, that's something that I feel like a lot of people... I mean, maybe just because now normalized in our society, it's like people don't really get to know each other before they together. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Just because of how quick everything is. Not because of how people are, but like you can meet somebody on a dating app and then you're there with just, them the same yeah. day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like with her, it was more so like we were friends for so long that like we figured that part out first, which is like something that I feel like it's a step a lot of people skip. Yeah, sometimes. that's the harder step too. Right. But so like we had arguments as friends like mm-hmm. we, yeah, sure. we had disagreements as friends like we had tons of things that like we didn't see eye to eye on as friends so like we figured out how to manage each other like that right. without the emotional element like attached i mean still an ah, emotional yeah, element yeah. but like not the like heightened i think emotional element which was like we did go like one period of time where i think we didn't talk for like what three weeks yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then, like, after my cousin's bachelorette party, <laughs> I, like, messaged him the next day, and I was like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> like, we're fighting over, like, nothing. I literally can't even remember what it is right now. Yeah, it was something dumb, but... But, yeah, so we, like, we didn't skip steps. And then, like, when I came home, we spent all that time together, and I was like, I have to go home, so bye. And, like... <laughs> Yeah. And so what happened? I mean, he bought a ticket. Yeah. Oh, you you came with? Yeah, cause I well I work outdoors, so like it was the middle of winter time. It was like December, so like I have that time of year off oh, really nice. to just kind of do. I mean, I'll do like some you know side stuff like 
hustle here or there, but like for the most part, I'm just like hanging around. So especially with winter. COVID too, yeah, like, the, yeah, nothing was open. Like it wasn't even like there was something else to be going on. But mm-hmm. so I mean, I've never been to Colorado, so I was like, I'll just go back and check. You it gotta out. go. All right. Well, I was like, I'm, I'm going. Right. So. Yeah, so it was, like, COVID yeah. times. Because, like, I had to travel during COVID times for work anyway. So, like, I'm used to COVID traveling. And, like, no one's in the airport. It's just me and him on this, like, shitty red-eye kind of flight. Like, yeah. early as fuck as in the morning. Hell. Early as hell. I wasn't so, even awake. So no. were you both, like, were you both, like, yeah, definitely, like, like come to Colorado? Yeah. yeah. I was, like, cool. And, like, I remember we were sitting... On that airport floor, like eating our like Leo's cone. Because there was no seats. They no had all the seats. seating all area the seating blocked off. The seating area was blocked off. Yeah. Like, we're sitting on this like airport floor, like honestly kind of gross because COVID, but like it was clean because like no one has walked yeah. on it in months. And like we're eating our like Coney at like four in the morning. And, <laughs> and I was like sitting was, next to him. I was like, this drop. is the most bizarre situation. Is like, that a DTW? Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's and he's got like his skateboards next to him, all taped together, because he's coming to Colorado for no extended period. Yeah, it was of time. a one way ticket. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was, was a one way ticket. ticket. I had no idea how long he was coming yeah. for. And that was so that was like January. Yeah. Yeah. This past year, like twenty one. Yeah, it was January fourth. Yeah. Was the day I went back. So. And then, so were you there the whole time until you moved back? He no, left. almost. I almost mean, almost. He left in March. Yeah, I would say it was like because <laughs> my birthday was in March, and I left probably right after my birthday happened, like a couple days after. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was about about two months, two and a half months, something yeah. like that. <laughs> so so when did when did you guys decide? Hmm, kind of like him, or I kind of like her. I think. I mean, I think that was a while ago, really. Like a long time. Yeah, ago. but like. We knew, like, it kind of had to be the right timing because, like, she was doing so much with her school and stuff. And, like, we were both living in different states away from Michigan. We were both in Mm -hmm. different areas. So, like, we just kind of had to weather the storm and, like, wait for the the universe to take its its alignment, you know? Yeah, and I was a little slow on the trust train. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair, right. And, like, I mean, I've been through a lot. So, like, that's why. And, like, I just... I was a little slow to catch up, I think. And I, like, I wanted to just make sure, like, the next time I, like, take that step, it's, like, for a good reason. Yeah. yeah. So, and it was, so. Yeah. So, uh, so you you moved back in March-ish mm-hmm. or came back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you say by that time you guys were a thing? Oh, yeah. We were dating. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So then. We had been, like, dating since the day i came home yeah okay. we literally december, like established yeah. that we were dating like the day after i came home yeah that was in a, december yeah. oh yeah okay. that was like a whole sh- like spectacle yeah <laughs> okay so then when you moved back or when you came back to michigan were you thinking like i need to get out there or i mean because long distance i could imagine would be a little difficult it was i ain't gonna lie it was but at the same time like maybe it's just because of how we are as individuals but like I mean, I'm I like to be productive, so like I don't yeah. ever like to sit around too much and like let one thing like, you know, take hold of my thoughts. So mm-hmm. I tried to just stay as active as I could in any way possible to just. No, kinda, we really did fine with long yeah, distance. Yeah, like I'm gonna, real. I'll keep it real. I'll say it. It's fine. Like, we were doing fine with long distance, and we were throwing around the idea of him like moving out to Colorado for a little, oh, and okay. like I threw around the idea of coming home for a while, but we weren't like pulling the trigger anytime soon on that. But then. I was in Boulder, and, like, the shooting happened. And, like... I must have been off on a different planet. Yeah, I still yeah. remember getting a phone call from her. Yeah, she was so... Right by remind... I don't remember... There's, like, a grocery store chain, honestly. Like, it's, like, escaping my mind right now because I think I just, like, blocked it out. King Supers. King Supers. Yeah. King Supers. And I had my prescriptions, like, picked up there. You know, like... Okay. I take birth control or whatever. Like, TMI, but like, whatever. Okay. Um, I don't really care. But, so, like, I had my prescriptions picked up there. So, like, they called me and they were like, your prescription's ready. It's going to be ready at 2.45. Like, come pick it up. I was like, okay, because that's, like, how they do it. They call you and you go pick it up. So, like, I'm in my car. I'm getting ready. I'm going. I'm driving. And I'm, like, pulling in the lot. And, like, behind me, maybe, like, a mile behind me because I can hear them, there had to be, like, 16 cop cars. And I was like, holy shit, something's going on. And I'm like in this lot and I swear, like there's, 
like kind of graphic. There was like the guy laying in front of the closing doors. People are screaming. There's like shots going off. And like, you know, I'm like at this intersection, like getting ready to turn into this King Supers and like a cop, like a full like armored suit comes mm-hmm. up and like knocks on my window and he's like, can't be here. Like lock your door. There's a shooter. Like we don't know where he's at. Like he's on the premises though. You can't leave. And like, it was just a lot. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know about that. So you were pulling into the store. You were pulling into like yeah, that parking lot. Yeah, I was like, lot? I was getting ready to go in. So she was gonna go in the store. She called me too. I remember it. I was, uh, I was skating with a couple of my friends at Hart Plaza, and she. Oh my god, I was like frantic because yeah, like she was freaking out. I like was supposed to be in there like around the time he started like letting off the shots, but I was running late. So like I just happened to have ran late. Like, yeah. And he started, I guess, like from the stories I heard. I honestly, I tried to like not look into it. But, like, I heard he started in, like, the pharmacy area. So, like, it was just a lot, I think, after that happened. I just wanted to come home. That's weird that you said he couldn't, you couldn't leave the parking lot? Yeah, the cop was, like, they had to clear the area at first. They, like, didn't want anyone trying to, like, reverse their vehicles out and, like, have, like, a mass panic. Because, like, there were people okay. running out of the grocery store trying to get into their cars. There was, like, the scene was just chaos. I mean, there was, like, a helicopter. There were people, like, on the top of the, like, SWAT looking people like on top of the building there were armored cars there were like ambulances cops like the whole scene was just like chaos and like they had the guys with like the shields and so I'm probably not using proper like terminology that's fair like I'm getting the I'm getting the vision but like I don't know what was going on but like the guy just like said like keep your head down like pull out like when you can like pull out because like the way the intersection works is like that right turn like pulls directly into the parking lot so like I'm, like, getting ready to pull in. Yeah. And that's, like, when the cop cars, like, all came up behind me and, like, went around me and, like, went up over the curves and stuff and, like, let me know that I am going to have a hard time getting out and, do like, set up barricades. Do y'all think, stuff. like, I don't know, this is just, like, a random question, but, like, do y'all think, like, because, like, when we were younger, at least, like, I'm only 23 almost, but, like, like, it just felt like stuff like this was not so common. Like, does no. it feel to you like we're, like, accustomed to things like that now in society? Like, do you think that that's just, like, a norm that we're going to have to accept going forward, maybe? I don't... I mean, like, I never really... Th- yeah, I'll, I don't I'll defer think to that you I, first. I'm not, I'm not saying that I was involved in a shooting. I don't think I was. I was not inside, and, like, I'm not taking away from any of those actual victims at all. Was I it? was not involved. What? I was just near it. And, like... Just being that close was scary enough. And I don't ever want to be near anything like that again. And, like, it's way too common. Yeah, you definitely hear these stories. I mean, granted, I was young because I'm 24. So if it happened as often as it does now, I just wasn't in tune to it. And honestly, I try to stay away because I didn't even know that happened. I try to just not look at that shit anyway. That's smart. But um, Yeah, I mean, I didn't even listen to the news about the one that i was near i didn't want to hear anything about it it was just scary do you know like was there one victim was it oh and did they ever get the guy yeah they did Mm -hmm. yeah okay i think he's facing the death penalty i don't know what i like i haven't really heard a lot i really didn't look into it because it was just like i can't blame you it was just i called him and i was like i'm moving home i was like i can't do it like i don't want to be here anymore it was just like a lot i think when was that that was in like March. end of March. Okay, but like, so shortly after you went back. Yeah, probably like two or three weeks after I got here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's insane. So for one, sorry you went through that. No, I mean, it's okay. I would I would be shitting bricks, but again, well, I was just afraid because the cop, like I didn't know he was in the grocery store. Like the cop said he's on the premises. We don't know where he's at. Lock your door. Like that's all I. That knew. could mean anything. Yeah, so I was like, is he in? that store is he in the grocery store is he in the parking lot because all i could see was like people running around and screaming and yelling yeah you know yeah and like cops and like that was all that i saw and there was like one guy laying outside and i honestly don't know if like that guy was just laying down because he heard shots i don't know if he was dead i don't know what was going on like to this day i don't know if that guy was alive or dead like i don't know what was going on so like that whole situation, like, the only way to describe it was pure chaos. Yeah. But for him to just be like, 
active shooter in the area. Don't know where he's at. Keep your head down. Try to get out when you can. Yeah, don't I do was anything. Like, right. I was like, okay, like I'm by myself right now. Like I, I don't carry. Like I don't have a gun. I don't have any way to protect myself. Like I don't know what to do. Like. Mm-hmm. It was just a really scary situation. I would just be confused. I was confused. Like, is this real? I was really rattled and like you think you'd be prepared for a situation like that and what you think you would do, but like you're just not. Yeah. I I mean And I don't think that I was like involved in a shooting. I think I was like in proximity to one. Yeah. But like everybody in Boulder kind of was that day, you know, and I think it was like still to this day a pretty scary event for everyone. That's wild. And I would like to think that that's not a more common occurrence that we just have to get used to because I don't think anyone will ever get used to it. No. I do think, uh, and this you guys can challenge me on this if you want, I because I could be pessimistic, but I do think uh, n- media or news likes to just show more of this because it's interesting everyone will tune in. If you see something that says, shooter killed 10 or whatever, people would be like, ooh, like, wow, that's crazy. Let me go watch it. Right. So it gets more views, and yeah. I hope that's not the case. I hope I'm wrong, but that's the way I see it. Um, I also feel like there's more cameras now than there were before. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah. it's just more shit's captured, more things are talked about, because messages can just, you know, be sent across rapidly, across country, anywhere, right. across the world. So I, I don't know if it's more common now. It could be. But I just oh, feel like yeah. we see it all the time, and... Yeah, we kind of do tune it out. Like, for example, I tuned it out. I didn't watch it. Right, right. But yeah, you didn't even know. I, I didn't even know about right. it. I mean, I tune them out at this point. I mean, there's so many. And it's sad. Yeah, and it so, just makes me sad. So, so, question back to you then. Or, well, both of you. But kind of in relation to your question. Right. Do you think, like, the news should be covering stories like this? And let me frame it up as, like, if I'm in Michigan, should I know about something in Boulder? See, that's where I feel like, yeah, I don't know. That's something that I feel like you shouldn't, especially if it's negative news. You know, if it was something positive or uplifting or something that restored more faith in humanity, because I think that's something that's really important because like, not to go off topic or anything, but like 20, 30 years ago, the world was just more of a place where you could trust, you could genuinely throw some trust into somebody you didn't even know. You know what I mean? Like you could, you know, you could hitchhike across America, like at, you know, 16 years old in the 70s and stuff like, and I feel like that's something that is gone now, you know, like you could never do that today as a kid and actually feel like you're safe. And lock your doors always. Right. People, exactly. Things like that, that people just didn't used to do or think about having to do, you know, and I, I don't know, like, I feel like it's something that as a society, we should try to put more positivity and more shine more light onto things that are actually uplifting and benefit other people rather than just benefiting a political view or um you know a big company trying to make money or whatever the case may be like because of the stuff that we have to look at every day it just seems like it's almost portrayed in a way that makes you feel like you have to watch it or like mm-hmm. you have to be in tune with it when in reality you necessarily shouldn't be like yeah i don't know yeah what do you think You've known me a long time, and I'm not an optimist. I'm a pretty pessimistic person. Okay. You both know me. <laughs> but my views have definitely, I think, shifted a little since that occurrence. And, like, I've been, he knows, I've been really, like, shy to talk about it because I'm afraid people are going to, like, call me a liar or, like, say that it didn't happen or that I wasn't near it or I wasn't there. Like, and I don't think that I was there. I wasn't in the grocery store. I was just in proximity. But that was scary enough to, like, mm-hmm. witness all of that chaos. But because I witnessed all of that chaos, I don't think that you need to, like, give glory to the shooter or, like, say his name on TV or like talk Show about his, his me- mental illness or talk about his picture like that's not relevant but like i don't think that there's any harm in michigan to like hear that there was a shooting in boulder and like honor those victims names because like i think that that's important like people died and like i think that it's important that like their names are heard because that's awful i mean that's horrible but i do think the news tends to like take political sides on that like depending on what station you watch like It'll be either like pro-gun laws mm-hmm. or right, anti-gun right. laws. And I think that that takes away from like what that story should actually be about, which is like the senseless violence that somebody felt the need mm-hmm. to do. 
which is all that story should be about. It shouldn't be a 30-minute rant from someone talking about pro-gun or anti-gun laws. Yeah. Like, it should be, this is what happened today in this city, and here are like the names of the victims. Like, Take a second of silence for like their honor. And like that's my opinion on what that should be, because like, I think that's well-deserved. Because that's an awful thing that happened. But, like, I don't think going deep diving into the story is positive for anyone. Okay. Yeah, I see that side. I, I'm kind of conflicted, to be honest. Because, I am. Yeah. Uh, like, well, okay. For example, if I'm in Boulder, I should know about the story because it well, could yeah, be a potential sure. threat to, like, me, right? Right. In Michigan, like, if something's not, like, in proximity to my area... I'm kind of torn because yes, it's it, you know it's. I think you should honor the victims. However, I would also hate to be you know the cousin of the victim, and I find out from TV. That's true, and like that's yeah. the thing I feel like people forget is like you should give police time to like notify the family. I think there's like even Kobe Bryant. Yeah, Kobe they, Bryant. His, they, yeah. They you know, like too. Vanessa Bryant and her kids. I think like some of them found out from social media and like yeah that's insane and but like and that's not right and i think like i'm not a police officer but i do know that there is like a chain of command on how families are notified of death yeah that should be carried out before. well that's not always respected because the cops could no, be doing it, their thing but no it is not exactly. always respected but i just think, go in there like fuck it right. i think in reporting tragic incidents like this like kobe like whatever it is the chain of events like that needs to happen for notifying family should be followed and respected first. And yeah. then the news can take it. And honestly, I think for like respecting victims, honestly, it should be maybe like a blip of a story on the news and like no more. I don't yeah. think it should be like an in-depth deep dive. I don't think it's the proper thing to make it a political discussion because that's not really honoring anyone. Oh, for sure. I definitely I think agree with like you on that. Like, I think that's disrespectful like to use somebody's death for any kind of like political gain or like yeah. anecdote i think that that's that's my opinion that no, it's disrespectful. Yeah. yeah for real so i definitely agree with you on it shouldn't be made into something that's not yeah politically uh and but to your point i also kind of agree with you of um like i don't like seeing negative shit so again i kind of feel like if i'm from the area and like the victims are members of my community i know you know i'd yeah. like to think on a larger scale we're all americans we're all you know right. we're mm-hmm. all a community but it's just more negative because, I mean, if we got a report on every death or, you know, shooting, that's a lot to handle. No, and if that's all is. I see. It's depressing. For yeah, sure. it is depressing. But there's certain things that I heard about that, like, I'm not, like, not happy is not the word to describe it. I'm not happy is really not the word to describe it. But, like, Sandy Hook or the Pulse nightclub shooting, like, I donated to those causes Mm -hmm. so that they could help the victims and those families and like fair hearing about it like had i not heard about it i wouldn't have known where to donate for those causes yeah you know and like those people i feel like they should have the resources and i don't think their community alone could have pulled together to like give what they needed so like having heard about it like i'm grateful grateful that's the word i'm grateful that i heard what i heard like via the news because people set up gofundmes for families that maybe didn't have the financial resources to set up a funeral Mm -hmm. and like that's something that i donated to because like i felt that people like that should have a proper burial you know no yeah that makes sense and honestly like hearing you speak through it it kind of makes makes my belief like what i was just saying kind of sound like ignorance is bliss like if i don't know then you know i'll be better off for it but at the same time if i don't know and these families are of the victims are neglected then they're kind of worse off for it because no one. It's kind can of like help. brushing things under the rug sometimes. Yeah. And so like, there's I don't think there's winning either way you go, because like yeah. empathy isn't always comfort. Like yeah, you're never gonna true. be a comfortable person being an empathetic person because like to be empathetic is to be uncomfortable. But like, I also don't think you're gonna be happy not knowing. Like being ignorant isn't always happiness either. Oh yeah. So, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, it's a double-edged sword no matter which way you go. Yeah, it's, it's the yin and the yang, right? If, yeah. if, if people know about it, they can help, but they also have to deal with the shit that they feel because of it. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't know about it, then they can feel better about their lives and about humanity, but yeah. they can't help anybody with it. 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm, it's kind of like torn. the wizard. It's <laughs> like the real. wizard behind the curtain. Like it's, something's always behind the curtain. Yeah. But like I'm a person who would prefer to see what's behind the curtain than to have the anxiety of not knowing what's there. Like, but that's me. And that's not everyone. And I respect that that's Fair. not everyone. Like if you're a person who doesn't want to know, that's okay. And I respect that. And if you're someone who just doesn't want to see that news because it's not safe for your mental health and it makes you upset and it depresses you and it like causes a mental deficit for you, that's okay. Don't watch that news. But like I'm someone like I would prefer to know that kind of stuff. So like I can do things like donate and support the victims Mm -hmm. because that's important to me that people feel supported that way. So like that's my opinion. Yeah. Right. So question for you then. So you said... um, that you well, you describe yourself as pessimistic, which you know, I don't know if that's fully true. But if mm-hmm. if that is fully <laughs> true, would do you think that any part of what you know all of this negativity that's shown in the media kind of enables you to be pessimistic, or do you think just naturally no, you're I pessimistic? just think naturally I'm pessimistic. I think I'm pessimistic in the fact that I'm overly realistic, like. I think this kind of these kinds of things are going to happen regardless. Like I think no matter what we do moving forward, we like anti-gun, pro-gun. This is always going to happen. Someone's always going to find a way. There's mm-hmm. a will. There's a way. Like mm-hmm. right. I think the world is always going to have that balance of both good and evil. I don't think there's any way to eradicate bad. I just don't like, and that's a pretty pessimistic point of view. And and people think that that's pessimistic. And like I don't approach situations always with a lot of like hope you know i like i keep things realistic for myself that like things might not work out so i think that that's pretty pessimistic (laughs) why do you think that you do that i don't know i've always done that i think i honestly i think i've done this since i was a kid just like i've always been realistic with myself Mm -hmm. like i don't like to get my hopes up too high i like to like focus on what's in front of me just like only the things i can control like whatever's in front of me that's fair so i'm like the it's like the wizard behind the curtain like you know like wizard Boz, wizard behind the curtain like whatever's behind the curtain like the thing that i open up and see like that's what i can control anything else i can't like that's why i have to open the curtain i'm not the person who can leave it shut and just be like whatever like it happens like mm-hmm. right. i can't do that like i have to be able to like know what i'm dealing with and like work within my bounds and then whatever happens happens but like I can't control my outcomes and I don't hold my hopes super high for them. And like anything greater than my expectations is like a plus. So, okay. Just like realism, I guess. No, I, I, I get that. And I, I mean, I have just several questions just cause I'm curious. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know that the, this part's pessimistic because if it is and I agree with you and I don't, I don't think I'm pessimistic, but the idea of that there's always going to be bad, I would say, no matter what you do, yeah, that will be bad. Yeah. However, at least personally, I try to always approach people assuming good until I know them. Right. And with people, I'm that way. For okay. sure. But with the world, the way this world is set up, I think the world will always have some degree of bad in it. I don't think yeah. this world is set up to be 100% good. Yeah. So I guess question for for us all to think about, because I don't, I don't know, but if we assume most people are good... Then why, as a collective, are we so? But like, why is it so? Are we why are we so doomed? Ever thought thought about that? I mean, I think it's like the uncontrolled human nature. You know, you wake up and you can have a bad day, right? Someone woke up today and had a bad day. Fair. I woke up and had a good day, right. but like someone else woke up and had a bad day, and I can't control that, and I don't know what they went out in the world and did, and like I think it's that part that like is the reason. You, I feel like there's always some amount of bad in the world. Yeah, like I don't know. <clears throat> I, I I agree with what you're saying because it's like now you have more people that, you know, they look at the world in a way that I feel like everybody wants control of some degree of their own life, no matter who can tell them what. So whether yeah. that's the government, whether that's your boss at work, whether that's, you know, a colleague, you know, anybody like I just feel like that's the society that we live in. But I feel like there is more good than bad in the world. I just feel yeah, like the I good so. doesn't get portrayed as much, you right. know? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't get the front page. Like, 
the tragic event. I think event that there's way the more page. good too. I just right. like, despite all of the good that there is, there'll always be that little teeny tiny oh, speck. Yeah. You 100%. can't have a hundred percent good. You're right. Because I don't think you can know the good without the bad. Like, what's the spectrum for good without knowing what bad is? You can't know happiness without sadness. Like, it's scaling. It's right. yin and yang. So we need more. It's balance. You know, it's knowing balance. Yeah, and that's the thing though. But it, the media, bringing it back to media makes it seem it's swung in the other way, that there's right. so oh, yeah. much more no, shit. they swing it in the completely opposite direction. I mean, it really depends on how you decide to wake up on which side of your bed. Good, yeah. or, good or bad side of the bed, you know? But that's why I'm so conflicted on, like, these news stories. Like, I think uh, you, you mentioned, like, if you just make it a very small blip of, like, here's the victims and not dive so deep into it, mm-hmm. maybe that would help. But, God, I just feel like there's so much You lose no matter which way you go. that you see. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like... Media has the influence and the power to be something great. Yeah. And sometimes it is, but it's oftentimes just so fucking bad. It's some shit. You look up in the morning and you see your phone, like some of the stories, and you're just like, what the fuck am I living in? Like, what is this? Like, my, the world just seems like gray sometimes, you know? But like, I feel like the biggest key isn't, you know, it's it's about how you overcome feeling like the world is a great place more so than like, how you got there, you know, how you perceive it that way. The bigger thing, I think, is how you leave that type of a situation, you know. Like, like us individually? Right, yeah, like person to person, mm-hmm. yeah. I like that. That that makes a lot of sense because we all see, well, generally, we all see the same shit. We all hear the same shit. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of down to the person, like you were saying. Yeah. I would agree with how, how we respond to it. Because right. if I wake up and I see the same news you did, right. maybe you'll wake up and be like, oh, fuck, fuck the world, they're all suck, and I'll wake up and be like, yeah. oh, no. That's okay. I mean, that sucks, but that's not everybody. Exactly. Right. Hmm. I like that. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. We talk about this stuff all the time. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. Yeah, almost uh, every day. Uh, I'm curious. So you, way taking it way back to the beginning, then you said uh, you guys were able to work through disagreements before there was like intimate oh, emotion. Yeah. All mm-hmm. the time. If you want, I'm curious. What were some like were there like main like like belief disagreements or was it more like I wanted something for dinner and he didn't want that and we just bickered about that? I would say there were some like viewpoints that, and honestly, it's funny you bring up the Boulder event, you know, at the grocery store because like for the longest time, I'm just a firm believer that like, especially on property you own, you should do whatever means necessary to defend yourself and your family. That's Mm -hmm. just me and who I am Mm -hmm. because like that's your vicinity that you own yeah and you know i i just that was something to me that when the boulder shooting happened and when she called me like the panic she had in her voice i was like i feel like it opened her eyes a little bit too to why i said the things i said about that because like yeah a little bit just like that i knew that that was one thing like i'm not really pro-gun no she's not at all and what were you saying like i was just saying that like that's a big reason why I felt like she should at least have like a CPL or look into getting something like that. And I like do. Because... I have my license. Right, right. Because my dad's a Marine, you know, like when I turned 18, he made me go get my license. He makes me renew it and whatever. Like, it's just his thing. Whatever. Right. So I go and I do the training every year. And like, I go and I do the shooting. I'm like, whatever. And it's like, fine. But I refuse to go buy one. And it's a big argument with me and my dad. And it's a big argument with me and him in the beginning. And, like, I just refuse to because I'm afraid of them and I don't like them. And I know the statistics that, like, having a gun in the home, you're more likely to, like, have gun violence. Like, yeah. whatever. You know, you're more likely to get shot if you have a gun in the home. Like, duh. But, like, you know, that freaked me out. I don't like the idea. Yeah. Of it. And, like, I don't, I really do think just because maybe, like, my job and also because, like, I'm a pretty empathetic person. I really do think I could talk down any situation. Like, sometimes people really are just irrational. But I do think if someone was trying to harm me, I could probably maybe rationalize think so i really do in a lot of situations i think that people that are in those positions sometimes are just like being irrational having a bad day going through something like i try to approach things with empathy like that's an optimistic point of view yes it is yeah it is it honestly is but i've worked in healthcare. i mean i've seen hospitals like I've, i've seen some fairly mentally ill people and like you can rationalize with people like that and i think that if you approach someone with empathy and kindness like they don't need to shoot you. And right. also... Every it, single it was, time, I'm, though? No, not every single time. But, like, Oprah, like, she said it, like, way back when. But if someone's trying to shoot you, if you're, like, standing there and you give them personal facts, they're less likely to shoot you. I'm not saying it's going to work, 
But honestly, I'd rather try it and get shot than like try to. I I don't want to go out in a shootout and. Yeah, I don't want to shoot someone. I'd rather try it and get shot than get shot. Like I like or then shoot somebody. Like I'm I don't want to live with that. It just I can't do it. It's against me morally. But he changed my mind a little bit after the Boulder thing, because it really it really freaked me. Because if you think about it, and like honestly, for the longest time, I was like, this is terrible. Guns are awful. We shouldn't even have them as a society. And like, I am a very progressive minded person. Like by no means am I like a diehard conservative or anything, but like, I'm not trying to get into that. I'm just saying like, I just think that like, and when something that tragic happens, if somebody in that vicinity is able to defend whoever's in that store in their community, you might've had a a different situation and like no you know? i do not think like, someone intruding your home you're gonna talk them down i don't think a robber you're gonna talk them down but like in domestic violence i really like maybe like maybe i could talk down the situation maybe yeah like but i really would i i mean i've never been a part of domestic violence so it's an ignorant standpoint because i haven't been involved in it but like maybe and yeah. I would rather take my chance on maybe than live with a lifetime of guilt of shooting and killing someone. And that's, yeah. But that's my right. opinion. And like, I'm okay if your opinion is that like you would rather protect yourself and take Well, it that. is very, it is very ticky tacky. You know? And that's why like, I don't think there's one right or wrong. There's way no, it's it. again, it's like a double edged sword. You're right. right. You're right or wrong, no matter which way you go. Because I don't think anybody, even law enforcement, like wants to or people in the military even yeah. like they don't want to have to go and, and take a life no of somebody same else wants to kill no, right yeah. exactly in any sense yeah. whether it's in a car accident you know like and that's why i feel like people who can think rationally people who don't drive drunk you know like people who don't they're smaller decisions you don't even have to put it on a scale so broad as you know a mass event like a shooting but like even in just day-to-day life people sometimes choose to make choices that you know there is no positive that comes out of it it is a double-edged sword like you just said and mm-hmm. so i just think that's one of those things where restoring faith in humanity is really important because people feel more safe in their community people feel more comfortable to to you know approach individuals that they don't know but but you also have like the bystander effect you know where right. like if someone is being harmed if someone is being robbed and there's 15 people around people pull their phone out people pull their phone out yeah and that's because annoying. but because yeah, you assume true. that someone else is helping because there's so many people around. Or you just want the attention when, oh, look, Why do you there. think people do that? I have no idea. No, that is really bizarre to me because, like, it's it's not my first in- I'm not, like, it's not like putting myself on a pedestal. It's just really not my first instinct. If I see someone hurt or being harmed or in a scary situation, my first instinct really is to step in. Yeah, and try I, and assist them, you're saying? Yeah, but, like, oh. you know how I get. I'm, I'm a pretty defensive person. I do come to everybody's defense. <laughs> I, I just think in general, it's just, like... For one, were you not taught manners? Like, I, I was just... Uh, I also don't think it's polite to videotape anybody at any point ever, especially in their vulnerable moments. And it might be because I've been there. Like, I've had the cameras in a vulnerable yeah. moment. And, like, it's not comfortable. And, like, it's weird. It's a very weird thing to do. Like, why, like, why are you wanting that footage of yeah. somebody's, like very vulnerable moment where they're being hurt or harmed like what is the purpose of it and they can be helpful they're, they can be used in court for sure but you should make sure they're being helped first the primary like thing that you should focus on is that they're being assisted first and then secondary is getting evidence like video evidence yeah and I, well i think the it's good to get evidence, but I also think some people literally just do it for whatever Attention. reason. I mean, yeah. and I and I and I'm not putting myself on a pedestal either because I've never recorded anybody like actually hurt. But like, you know, if somebody's out drunk, like being ass, yeah, that's sometimes true. you yeah. record it. And, but right. Again, why why do I need to do that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of that. I've always been like really not into that. <laughs> yeah, and and I and I get it. I really don't. I mean, I don't. I, I want to say I'm like a a serial video recorder, like oh yeah. this guy, but. You know, somebody, I don't know. I don't know. Either way, it's it's best just to not record yeah. them. I can yeah. agree with that. Uh, but no, especially if somebody's hurt. Like, I, I was just in Detroit um, just driving around with Mackenzie. I forgot what we were doing. I don't know. Was I with her? I might have been by myself. Um, but there was a guy, and I, I, I rolled up to the scene late. So right. I don't know what happened, but he, he was at a bus stop. It looked like he had maybe rode his bike through, like, the bus stop because, like, all the glass was shattered. Ooh. And he was just... 
like oh fucked God. up on the ground and i was like getting ready to turn so like, i could see it while i was turning right yeah. and legitimately no one was there like everyone was just fucking around him in a circle oh, recording and no one was on the ground with him i'm like yeah that's like yo, yo that's messed up but see, like, that's a situation where it's like your primary concern should have been helping him or like if you don't know how to physically help him like medically Maybe like calling EMS and then sitting with him for like a comfort. Just anything other than just yeah, right. Yeah. That's but the then point. you have That's scenarios. Not even footage. But then no. you have scenarios like George Floyd, where like honestly, thank God someone got video. Yeah, cause because you can't help in that situation. But because really. you can't help in that situation, but really that changed the world. That video changed the world last year, and like think I'm thankful that it did because it. It really brought a lot, a lot of things to light. I feel like, but so that's again a double-edged sword. I feel like everything in this society is kind of a double-edged. Yeah, sword. but that one's different too because it was like totally different. I mean, this guy was just hurt by himself. There was no, there was no like evidence of anything that needed to right. get done. No one was like hurting anybody else. It was just a guy that needed help. Yeah, that one was you know totally. Different. Obviously, right. it was good that it was recorded. Right. Um, but I didn't want to lose this, so I want to go no, back yeah, go real ahead. quick. Mm-hmm. Oh no, go ahead. You want to go back? Go ahead. Oh, you're, you're, you're looking at you. She's looking at me. No, I've she's looking at you. But I, I didn't thought, say anything. Yeah, that's I thought I was, you pointed to him. You wanted to go back to him. Well, I just like saying. back. Oh no, back! I was like, what? <laughs> I was very confused because oh, she's no, like, what, go ahead. I'm like, wait, <laughs> no. did he say something? Oh no, no. go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, hold on. Now I gotta find my thought. Oh, um, go, just real quick back to like the gun thing, because I know you said like your personal choices. You'd rather just try to talk somebody down, and I think that's cool. And I would agree with that. Like, if it's just me, like, I feel like I would take my chances either trying to run or talk it down or doing something. But I think where my opinion is, like, and I, I, don't, ha- I don't have my license. I don't have a gun. I don't have anything. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is just speculation right. at this point. But I feel like my opinion would change as soon as I get kids. You come oh, here, my definitely. fucking kids. Definitely. That's a totally different ballgame. And that's why I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm trying to highlight totally the word when I said game. even, like, family, though. Like, yeah, even that's, family. If it's or me, friends, if it's like, or me, even too personally. Because, like, when I lived in Phoenix, man, there were some people, like, that was the... Because I've been robbed at gunpoint before. Like, and it's not insane. at work, too. And so, like, not even in an environment where I was in the public. Like, of all places, at my own job. So, it's like, once that happened to me, it was an event that just... I, it completely swayed my whole mindset of how life is. Because I told myself, I was like, the next time that happens, I'm not going to be defenseless. You know, like, I'm just not, it's not going to be like that again. Like, I refuse to let that happen again. Like, and I'm I'm cautious, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm definitely more so, and this is where mental health plays a huge part in it too, is that you have to have, you know, the proper approach to to owning something like that. You know, like, it isn't a toy. It isn't like... By no means is it something you should even let other people know that you have when you have it, you know? Yeah. Like, and I think that's the irresponsibility of society now yeah. is that so many people... Like flashing yeah. it Right, stuff, right. Like it's like a prop now more so party, than it really yeah, is not... what the cause of it was meant for. And so it's abused mm-hmm. in that sense in today's world, I feel like. But like you said, like having kids too, like that's something where it's it's a whole different ballgame. Like yeah. you can't even... No, yeah, no, that's a totally and like my views before I was single. You know, I wasn't even dating him; I was living alone, and I was a single person living in Boulder. And for me, yeah, like I would rather try to talk someone down. I would rather try to hide. I would rather try to wait for EMS. And that was my opinion because I don't think I could live with the guilt if Mm -hmm. I shot someone and I killed them. And that's me. So like that was my personal choice, and I don't. I would never push that onto someone else. But you know. If I ever saw someone come at him, now my opinion's different because now I have someone that like I care for, yeah, and I have someone I live with and who I feel protective of, and that like not that I would ever need to. He would definitely you know handle it himself. But if you know I had kids, that's a whole new ball game. Like those are my kids; those are my people to protect. And so like that's a totally different scenario. And like at that point, honestly, I think I would want one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I I get that. Because I'm not gonna try to take the risk with my children that yeah. I'm gonna be able to talk someone down. I'm not gonna take the risk that they aren't gonna shoot me. Like, it's different when it's just you. I agree, and that's why I wanted to ask. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's like those. It's like the classic uh, action movies. You want to get the bad. You want to get the guy. You got to take their somebody they love. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, like because right. people don't fuck with that. You no. start. Nah. Nah. You know, it's it's one thing when it's yourself, but when it's people you love, like 
sorry, I'm not gonna be so nice. Yeah, it's right. not that I care. And it should be last resort for sure. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, you know, like, and that's why I'm a big advocate for like, you know, like little kids learning how like, and I feel like school should teach things like martial Defense. arts or at least offer things like martial arts or like self-defense classes like those are things that schools and that's another thing like that's a whole different topic but like the public school system the way that they educate kids is so like and i don't know how it is now with covid and stuff but like that should be something that's like prioritized like learning how to own a home like to buy property yeah like defense financial hiring a lawyer intelligence right right i really wish someone taught me finances because i really did have to figure that out on my own and that was hard yep that was confusing as hell like i'm sorry like it's gonna sound dumb the first time someone handed me a w2 i was like what the fuck is that well not even just that but like being like emo like being financially smart yeah that too or credit cards credit card yeah okay i got percentages on i mean don't spend more than you have also knowing like you have to like it sounds dumb, but like really, at like fifteen when I got my first credit card because I like needed one, knowing to pay the payment every single month on the same day on time, making yeah. sure it didn't go over, and that like that affects your credit score. I really didn't understand what a credit score was, like it or just, why it's important, or why it's important, and I didn't understand what it meant, and it didn't like it just went right over my head. I was like, whatever, like I don't get what that means, and. I feel like I paid for those mistakes later because no one ever Same. really taught me that. And I didn't really have right. mom and dad that were like totally holding my hands through it. Like they wanted me to learn kind of on my own. Yeah, I definitely. So, yeah, no, I agree. And I definitely Not that think... they weren't supportive. They were like, they helped me get my credit card and stuff, but they definitely didn't teach me all the rules of it and all the bounds of it. And... But that shouldn't be parents' jobs. I don't no, think. No, I think it I don't shouldn't either. be in school. Yeah. I think. I mean, there's they definitely... got enough going on. They work like they had yeah. enough crap that they. You're had at to school do. to learn what you need to learn, and I think sure. there's definitely you know, I like school. I think it's valuable, but I definitely think, especially towards the later years, like the earlier years, it's all about just like getting the, basics. you know, basics, yeah. right? right? Learning how to interact with people, learning like simple math, whatever, reading. But then once you get to like high school and especially college, oh God, it should yeah. be like I, my first two years of college shouldn't be fucking. Doing things I already did in high school. It should be, Fuck what no. do you want to do? Yeah. And like you said, like all those things we talked about, finances, anything like that, that should be high school at the latest. Right. Yeah. At the latest. Right. Because it's important and you can Career really fuck yourself over. Too, in college, I felt yeah. like. Because like yeah. I took classes that, I'm sorry, were like so irrelevant to me that like it was ridiculous. Like I really just did not need them at all. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you could ask almost anybody and be like, well, what from high school did you learn to take with you to the real world? And like, would you say 10%, 20%, 30%, so on? You get under 20% from almost everybody. Yeah, I yeah. need most of those yeah. classes. I right. took a spelling like, class. Like, yeah, how, like, like it was real. I mean, like, really, it was just a. Yeah, I paid like, like two grand for it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it was because I had to. Yeah. It wasn't because I wanted to. It was like, it was to fill my WR, like my writing requirement. And like, it was the only one that fit in my schedule block time at that like moment in time. And that's so stupid too, because if you're not, at least for me anyway, if I'm not interested in what I'm learning, it won't, I won't retain it. Like I had yeah. a weather and climate class that again, probably paid like $1,500, oh $2,000 for. Yeah. I can't tell you shit about the weather or climate. I don't know shit about it. <laughs> I took it. World of Turf. <laughs> My last. That sounds episode. awful. Oh god, it was the worst class I ever. Did. I'm sorry. I mean, what did you learn about turf? Turf. That's Dead all you learned turf. about. I learned about Kentucky bluegrass. I still know what the fuck that is. I'm, like, it was the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever done in my life. And like, we learned about turf and turf for baseball fields and football fields and like, what season good grass is in and out and. I was like, I don't know what this has to do with my major. I don't know what this has to do with my life. Like, it doesn't. It has to do about, with your wallet. I right. learned about grass. And it, it filled an elective requirement that I needed, which, great, fine. And I only took it because it was easy. I heard it was an easy four point, And I, like, it fit in my schedule. So I took it. But, like, how irrelevant is that class? It's a waste. Yeah. I wasted my money. Like money time yeah. yeah well i think a lot of stuff now is being brought to light in that whole in the whole sense of the educational world like you have people even the college athletes now getting paid you know or the people that you were part of the uh the scandal like the um enrollment scandal wasn't it like they were paying oh the college admissions yeah scandal. admission scandal oh, right? yeah. yeah like you have things like that that are getting light shed on them now yeah so i feel like it's harder for these, you know, public universities and, and schools to get away with things. Right. Yeah. But it's definitely something that 
you know, it's good that it gets light shown on it because it doesn't allow the people that are in those positions yeah. to make those choices. I mean, public to universities in the past couple of years just have eyes on them in general with right. everything that's gone down. Yeah, that's. I think that will be. There's a whole lot more conversations we can have yeah. branching from this. So we, I, I decide we are going to do two parts. I'm yeah, going to do right. one part this like upcoming week, and then yeah. one after that. So. We're going to break real quick. No, that's fine. That's true. And then we're going to go into a different conversation just totally along good. the same lines. But the way I always like to end the conversations is I like to ask a guest for a mental health tip. So ladies first, this episode will be yours. Next will be yours. So at the end of the next hour, I'll ask you. But my, Kelly, my mental health tip. turning to you, anything you do to achieve good mental health, um, if you're having a bad day, maybe it kind of mm-hmm. steps you off from that ledge or you can do it like consistency, consistently to make sure that you're at a good level. I feel like I only learned it in the past year, but I stopped caring about what anyone thinks. Like in a general sense, what anyone thinks of me, what anyone thinks of what I'm doing, what anyone thinks about my life. Like I just started doing things to make myself happy. And I mean that in like the broadest sense. Like if I want to wear a shirt, no matter what it looks like, no matter what I think someone might think about it, I'm going to wear it. If I wanted a piercing, I got it. Like no matter what it was, if I woke up and I wanted to do it, I just did it. And I didn't take any time to like second guess or think about it. So like I stopped second guessing and I stopped caring. That is definitely my mental health tip. Cause like I did a lot of that in advance of like this year. So that's definitely mine <laughs> to and just it, stop doing that. And it's helped you? Oh my God. Yeah. He can attest to it. Like a year ago, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but a year ago, my hair was blonde. My room was pink. I wore like all white, and like it was, I was not me at all. Like I had a whole different style going, and I did it just to appease others and like what I thought like employers wanted to see, or like what friends wanted to see, or like what the norm was. And I like woke up one day and I looked in the mirror and I was like, who the fuck is that? I was like, that's not even me. I was, and I was miserable. And he remembers how I was. I was miserable. I was a miserable person. I was mean. I was not even a nice person because I was just so upset with myself. And there were so many things I want, like piercings. I have so many piercings now. And like, I've always wanted them, but I was afraid. I was afraid of my parents, like and what they were going to think. I was afraid of friends. Like I was afraid of employers. And I like, I just woke up one day and I was like, I'd rather not have this job. I'd rather not have those relationships if I can't even be myself in them. And so then I just started dressing how I wanted and wearing what I wanted and doing what I wanted. And that changed my life, honestly. It was hard though. Like I definitely got comments. I got DMs. I got tons. I can imagine. There's always. I got got tons of like feedback on what I was doing. But I still think it was worth it, you know, because the right people in my life supported me Mm -hmm. and the people who are meant to be in my life stayed, you know, and that showed me like how judgmental certain people are and how irrelevant they were. So that's fair. I feel like that's like the best thing I ever did for myself was stop caring because now I know every day I wake up and I'm like, I'm authentically myself. And when you walk in my house, everything you see is, like, authentically my style. And, like, it honestly feels good living in your own skin. It really does. Because I spent a long time, like, in a different person's body. <laughs> it's not fun. So it's important to be yourself oh, yeah. despite what absolutely. other people might think. All right. That's a good tip. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I appreciate that. I that's everything. I really think that's everything. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. And you definitely have come into your own, it seems like. So. Oh, yeah. Good. One other thing, I always forget that this is another thing I like to end with, and you'll get the same question at the end, so be thinking about it. (laughs) Um, Before we cut for this episode, what is one thing you would like to promote or recommend? It can be anything, anything at all. Someone's done a Reese's Cup, somebody's done like a TV show, anything you want. Oh my God. It's a tough question. That's a really hard question. (laughs) Oh my God, like... That is the hardest question I've been asked in a long time. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. I feel like I could always just name anything. Right. I can't. Like, I, I feel like I consume so many things. Like, <laughs> I really don't know. First thing that comes to mind. 
I really don't know. I can't think. Like, what? A TV show or something? Anything. It could be a TV show. It could be a book. It could be a song. It could be a company. You're looking at me like I should just know this. Or a restaurant. A restaurant, right. A food. Anything. Oh, my God. A day of the week. A clothing brand. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're making this so much harder. (laughs) I feel so on the spot. You are Um, on the spot. My new favorite artist is Tupor. Tupor? Yeah, her name is Tupor. And she's like, she was Lil Peep's ex-girlfriend. And she is like the most authentic, like cool style. Her sound is super cool. Her like, everything about her is like just the most unique. And she makes clothing. Like she does everything. She makes clothing. She DJs. She makes music. Like her, her boyfriend now is Kill Station. So she makes music with him. And like, she works with artists and designs clothes for them. And like... I don't know. She's just like the coolest thing. So like, check her out. She's sweet. Like, um, it's too poor or too Her name is too poor. Literally T O O P O O R. One word. Too poor. Yeah. Two all words. one okay. word. She's like the coolest. I don't know. I'm like, she knows I'm like obsessed with her. She's, is it like a little peep type music like that? No, honestly, no. Like she no, makes she's, like, she's kind of, I don't even know. It's really like alternative, but it's like slow. It's, she has songs that are like rock and she has a song that's more like, kind of like Lana, Billie Eilish-esque, and she has songs that are more like piano-based. Like okay. I don't, She goes all over the place, and that's what's so cool about She has one song that's like, her favorite artist is Marilyn Manson, so it like mocks Marilyn Manson almost. Hmm. But then she like, she did, she used to be an EDM artist, so she has like DJ sets. She's got, sounds like she's got range. She's everywhere. She's all over the freaking board. And like, that's what's so cool, I think, about her is like, and she said it in an interview once that like, cause someone was like, well, what are you? And she's like, I'm nothing. I'm just an artist. Like I'm, I don't define myself. Like I'm not a DJ. I'm not like a fashion designer. I'm not like anything. I'm not a musician. I'm whatever I feel like being that day. Like she doesn't put herself in any kind of box and she just like does whatever she wants. And I think that that's like a really unique thing for an artist. Cause I feel like nowadays, like artists put themselves in these like super definitive boxes yeah and then they get stuck whereas like she might do music one year and then the next year she might just only do fashion and then the next year she might be like an edm artist again and you just never know what she's gonna do and i think that that's cool that's art yeah well you know i like music so i have to check it out but oh, you she's also really cool. <laughs> you, know, you also get a chance to pick a song of the week so maybe you could Ooh. i mean it doesn't have to be her but anyway um I'm all right <laughs> so we're gonna keep going through but yeah um Kelly, thank you for your mental health tip and yeah. the promotion. Um, <laughs> if you want to be a guest on this podcast, please let me know. Hit me up, text, whatever. Oh, T-I-M-M sure. podcast on Gmail. Wait, no, I'm fucking it up because I'm Russian. T-I-M-M <laughs> podcast is the Instagram handle and Facebook. T-I-M-M pod at Gmail is the email. Um, but anyway, until next, guys. Until next week, guys. Thank you. <laughs>